1: Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
0: This is the Busted Open Podcast.
1: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk about AEW Dynamite and who's behind the devil's mask. Also, we have a great interview with Big E. Right now, on the Busted Open Podcast. Who is under the mask? I have my guess. I know you have your guess. And I definitely want to hear from the Busted Open Nation. But before we get into that, Tommy, I I could see it being Brit. Because I, I feel like Max is popular. Even when Max was a heel, he had his faction of friends. Like, MJF right now is, like, the popular guy in AEW. For what that's worth could this be a part of like an Adam Cole heel turn if it is Britt like now Britt doesn't necessarily have to go up against anybody she won't but it's in defense of Adam and this is how they they turn the tide here Adam turns heel and screws MJF out of that AEW world championship now Adam Cole is out he's out probably for another four or five months I'm guessing so maybe the reveal is the same time that we're going to see Sting's last match. Maybe it's at Revolution in March, and you keep this story. You could keep this story going all the way to March, couldn't you?
2: Hell yeah. You keep it going for as long as you want to keep it going. That's what I said before. Um, there could be more. There could be live in in arena appearances of this person. It could be backstages of this person. Um, there's a lot of places where you can go without the person doing anything. Then you could have another, somebody get jumped. If you're really going to heat up this person, what do you have to do? You got to beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Um, if it's a group that, that works as well. Um, there's a lot. And, you know, if you could also think Adam Cole, could he get over while being hurt? Of course he can. When did Steve Austin get super duper over while he was hurt? Yeah. but you gotta be able to walk you can't do the wheelchair thing because you already have Roderick in the wheelchair Um, a lot of places you can go
0: I like it in the fact that I think Britt plays better as a heel her character plays better as a heel and I, th- I loved Adam Cole when he was a heel like mm-hmm. as a babyface, you know it's, it's great he's gonna give you great matches but his character his personality to me leans more to being a heel and like I said, right now it's going to be very very hard to have Max screw the fans over again. He always seems to screw over the fans, you know? He talks about him being the devil, never trust the devil. If you go that way again, then you can never go back there. Cuz then you just then you're going to just play the fans as being dumb. I like that idea. I think Al from Vancouver's onto something. Guy still has his wits about him. Guy's 105 years old, still has his wits about him.
2: What if it's Max and then Max leaves in 2024? Oh, that's the other Ooh. thing, the bidding
0: war. Now not, well, th- well, you know what? There you go. Adam, Adam fucks MJF, steals the championship title, and then MJF is gone. Oh, my God. Adam be the most hated man in pro wrestling. <laughs> Think about that.
2: Well, no, I was. And saying, then what
0: MJF if- will be cutting suffering succotash promos in the WWE. Oh, baby, everybody wins. <laughs> Every everybody wins.
2: Such an idiot you are. <laughs> what if it was MJF under the mask?
0: Uh, I don't like it. I don't like we we've, st- we've been down that road. I know. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed
3: to be an earth shattering kaboom.
0: I agree. I agree. And the longer this story goes, then the reveal's got to be really freaking big. The longer it goes. It's Britt Baker. She's the devil. I've been saying it all this time. Britt Baker's the devil. I've been saying that, Paul. Haven't I been saying that? Maybe. She's the devil. Satan. Satan. It's Britt. It's Britt. She's doing it for her man. She loves Adam, and she knows that Adam, the only thing he wants is that AEW World Championship. God, I love it. Alan in Vancouver. He's like fucking Moses. He's as old as he is. Guy knows everything.
2: Britt could make it work. Al for no,
0: no, uh, does it doesn't play. So Alstradamus, to put-
2: Alstradamus. Yeah. Alstradamus,
0: right. thank you. Alstradamus.
2: Were <laughs> you going for Nosferatu? Nosferatu? I was going for Nosferatu yeah. well, the there?
0: vampire, you know, ancient. But now, but I like what you did because he's foretelling the future. I was going with the age and you are going with the foretelling the future. Both are winners.
4: Maybe some more than others. I, I think, think we
0: need to have Al on more, to be quite honest with you. The guy makes sense. Let's go to Robert in Tulsa. Robert, what do you think? Who's behind the devil's mask? Man, when when Al said that, I about jumped through yep. my through the roof. My wife and I have had this discussion, and don't judge us. We watch AEW and all professional wrestling. But when, when the devil first jumped, uh, white. When the devil looked at the at the at the at the camera, that's Britt Baker, man. That is Britt Baker. Yep in the early vignettes. Look how the, the devil moves their head. That is freaking Britt. That's how Brit moves her head. That, say, that's her. Uh, that Robert, I was saying that to Paul, our producer. I was saying, I was saying every time I've seen Britt, she moves her head from left to right. Yes. Uh, she moves yes. it left and then to the right, sometimes right to the left. And that's exactly yes. what the person of the devil mask did. It is. And it's a swerve. On on Twitter or X right now to try and say that it's Jack Perry. Yeah. Fuck Jack Perry. There you he go. I say it. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him in his ear. Fuck him in the other ear. Yes. See, <laughs> hey, Robert knows. I, Robert, I'm telling you right now. And this this is from on site reports. On site reports. People saw Al <laughs> leaving his home, and he had a pillar, a rock. And on the rock was carved, it's Brit. As he was leaving his home. A stone, if you will. Carved in the stone. The devil is Brit. <laughs> You're not buying it, are you, Tommy?
2: I think Britt would be a great choice. I think she would uh, be, too. Brit is a star. Britt can be that top Heal, but my ultimate—if it's she's doing it for her husband, that's cool too. It's a placeholder for then Adam Cole, mm-hmm. but her being like the top top, it's going to be another uh, group with her. Who that group then is? It could be you know Taven, uh, Roderick, all those people behind her, which could help. There's a there's a lot of places you could go. Not a bad choice whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I kind of I I like it. I kind of dig it. And, like, again, Britt's been off of TV. But even if Britt was on TV, you could still do this. But out of sight, out of mind. So I don't think a lot of people are thinking of Britt because she's just not on TV. And I think a lot of people, especially when it comes to AEW, they think of free agents. They think of people that recently left the WWE. This is somebody that's on the roster, makes sense because of the relationship she has with Adam Cole the busted open podcast is now available on youtube this is dave lagreca host of busted open the number one pro wrestling show on the planet you can now watch and listen to the award-winning busted open podcast every single day on youtube our best interviews behind the scenes access and some of our best content from the past all available right now when you go to youtube.com slash at busted open podcast subscribe right now Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash open. That's mintmobile.com slash open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details warmer sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors no prep no mess meals meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash busted50 and use code busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code busted50 at factormeals.com slash busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. In the studio today, some friends, some new friends as well, and it's for a really good cause and for something that's big. And it's funny. We have Big E, we have Andreas Hale in studio, and Andreas, we've been talking about this project for a while, yeah. and and I know that this is something that you've been very, very passionate about, and I know for you too, Big E, and first of all, how are you feeling? Good, good, yeah? really
5: good. Thank you very much for, for asking, Dave. Uh, yeah, uh, so thankfully, no headaches, no issues, no function uh, issues. I feel great. Yeah, feel like I'm 100%, honestly. You look great. Thank you
0: kindly. Yeah.
5: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: You look good. You're doing the whole media stuff. How's that working out? It's been good.
5: Yeah, today's day number two uh, for our short film, Bridges, written and directed by my man, Johnny Davenport. All the New Day gear. By the way, man, this man is so multifaceted. All the gear that you've seen the New Day in since the inception, besides the first set of gear, which we hate. Everything else, he designed it, but he also wrote and directed our short film. Uh, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's why we're here.
0: And is is this uh, Mr. Davenport right here? That is Mr. Davenport off in the cut, yes. All right, so we're going to have to get Mr. Davenport on microphone before this is all said and done because I have some questions for him. And I know that this is being screened right now, Urban World Film Festival, It's going on right now. Yes, Yes, sir. So, Andreas, what's that like for you? First of all, a project you've been working on for a while, your heart and your soul is in this project. How does it feel to finally come to
3: fruition? It doesn't feel real. Okay. Right. You know, we, we conceptualized this during a pandemic with the passing of George Floyd. we were all stuck at home. We were trying to figure out how do we keep the conversation about race in America going on a surface level where we can touch like children. And we came up with a cartoon. You remember Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. You remember learning about how a bill was made through music. That's it. We're teaching the story of Ruby Bridges through music, through hip hop and uh, science fiction. And when we conceptualized this, we launched a Kickstarter, raised over one hundred thirty thousand dollars. We were surprised. But even then, we still had to make it. Now that we've made it and we've got a chance to see it and we can't wait to unleash this thing on the world, we, we're overwhelmed with joy and relief because we didn't know what the finish line looked like. Because remember, we started this thing, we were at home, like doing everything through a Zoom. We didn't know how people were going to eventually see it. Now we're in a place where people can come to the theater and sit together and experience this as a unit, as a family. It's incredible. And it centers around Maya, correct? Correct. Yes, the, character Ma- Maya. the main character is Maya, uh, but it's, the focus is Ruby Bridges, who integrated okay. uh, was the first uh, young black girl who integrated school in 1960, November 14th. It's going to be almost 25 years, 23 years since then on November 14th. So that'll be the anniversary. Ruby Bridges is still alive, which a lot of people do not know. Um, but we wanted to tell her story. And not in a way like when we talk about like race and integration and racism and discrimination in America— As adults, we've kind of made up our mind on how we feel about these issues. But as children, we we try to tap into that emotional element of fear and bravery and overcoming odds and being an outcast. We all experience that, regardless of our race, gender, or culture. So we wanted to use this vehicle as something that everybody can relate to in a story that still exists today, especially at a time where we're dealing with strife in this country. You know, we had a president that wasn't great. Right? That kind of tapped into all that. And we, we want to make people understand that these stories still exist and these people are still here with us and we want to make it fun. Yeah. Um, And I felt like we were making strides
0: and it just feels like, you know, our country is kind of fractured right now. And I think only through education and understanding people's ideals and understanding who people are and accepting people, that's the only way you're going to move forward and you're going to be able to make some progress because, you know, Tommy, I know for you and I, you know, we grew up when we were going to school in the 70s and 80s. There wasn't much black history in our history books at all. You know, like it, it's not something something I have to say I was pretty ignorant about until until I met people of that race and of that culture because I really didn't know that culture at all because it wasn't something that was taught to me. So I feel like this is a great way, especially if it's making connection with people where then people are going to understand that, and that's really a, a huge step forward. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: yeah. And I think, too, like, we're talking about something that, is, that can feel heavy, it can feel, it's obviously important, but I think the real focus with our film is we made sure to make it fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. and engaging. And When you watch it, like, we're still covering her story in a very meaningful way. We're not glossing over that, but that's what we want to encourage people. I always think of, the metaphor that we always use is when I was a kid, uh, you know, if I had medicine or vitamins that I was supposed to take, oftentimes my parents would crush them up, and they'd put in the applesauce, and then you mix it around the applesauce, you eat the applesauce, and it's delicious, and you don't even really understand that you're taking these vitamins and minerals. And that's how we're approaching this short film. We have a a nine-foot-tall robot in this futuristic museum. The animation is beautiful. Shout to something's awry which is the studio that we used um their work is gorgeous uh all the character design from my man johnny davenport is incredible so it's beautiful it's fun uh it's engaging but at the end of the day you walk away with this jingle this incredible story written by rhapsody who, who just the song she gave us is incredible eric the architect uh from Flatbush zombies produced the beat but that that's that's the thing you'll walk away enjoying the short film Beautiful animation, but you learned this story about Ruby Bridges.
2: Uh, man, there's a lot to take in. Um, I, I, You just, but you summed it up great because I'm just a bill. I'm just a bill. I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. I remember all that jingle. Uh, Dave, when you, you know, you said something, it's keeping the conversation, but as well as the biggest thing here is for the, for youth. I, I'll tell you guys straight up. I lived in a, in a, a wonderful neighborhood growing up. They were putting low-income housing kind of down the block from where, and there was legit, I remember I was between five and seven, a KK rally coming up my block, burning crosses. They broke our our car back windshield um, because they were putting low-income houses in Yonkers, New York. And if that happened today, the outrage. But I remember seeing like fire and all that stuff. Didn't understand it. And this was in my neighborhood. And it was a massive deal. Wasn't a massive deal globally. Like it would, if it was today, I didn't understand it back then. I would understand it now if I had something like, again, I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Those things sit with you as a kid that you could remember forever. Yeah, So I'm glad you guys are are, are doing something like this because sadly stuff like this still happens today.
5: For sure. Uh, You know, one of the things that I think of often is this line, what isn't revealed can't be healed. And I think too often we are just so unwilling to have these conversations about race, uh, about racism in this country. And I think too often it devolves into finger pointing. And you know, when when you feel like you're being hurled, I'm not racist, you shut down. And I think one of the things that we're trying to do with our film is it's so warm and engaging, and it really is about bringing people together, uh, is that we can have hopefully a common ground that's not about finger pointing. It's not about assigning blame to, like, I understand that you weren't there in 1960, you weren't there, but it's, it's hopefully that's what we're trying to do with our short film, is really just trying to engage people and and not to immediately put up our defenses And say, I'm on this side and you're on that side. But to really engage with the story, it's just a brave six-year-old little girl who was trying to go to school. And all these horrible things were being hurled at her. People said terrible things. There was a little black doll in this coffin uh you know so she was faced with all these terrible things but really the it's a story about bravery it's a story about Barbara Henry who is still with us here today who when all the parents at that school pulled their children out when all the teachers at William France in New Orleans in 1960 when all the teachers refused to teach Ruby Bridges there was one woman Barbara Henry who stood up and said I'm going to teach this little girl. So she was in that class for the entire school year. It was just her and Ruby, and she stood up and did the right thing. And for people who don't understand, like, how do, why does this story mean anything to me? I haven't gone through these things. You can learn the story of, of what it's like to see that something wrong is going on, and see that someone is being persecuted, uh, pushed aside, whatever it is, and knowing this is wrong, I'm going to do the right thing.
0: Yeah. And I think even though the circumstances may be different, I think everybody at some point in their life has felt that it felt isolated or felt that like, Hey, I've been wronged and this is the right way. And why aren't people thinking it? I I think anybody can relate to that. So I'm glad that there is this outlet for people to connect to because that's, that's how you ultimately going to learn about it. So Andreas talk about this project and now where it's at,
3: how can people be a part of it? How can people see it? How can people connect with it? Well, we yes, we're having the world premiere at the Open World Film Festival here in New York at the AMC Theater. So if you're in town, you happen to be in New York, you can still purchase tickets. We sold out our first runs. So we had to move to a bigger theater, which is great. Uh, we're also one of the spotlights of the festival. Uh, films like America F- Fiction, which we saw last night with Jeffrey Wright, which is absolutely amazing. We're a part of that block. We're having the spotlight shown on us. Uh, we still have plans to release it sometime next year. We can't give an exact date yet. Um, but everything is done And to be part of it You can just continue Supporting us Follow Our Heroes Rock On social media Follow myself uh our Big E uh, it's, it's weird I can't, I can't call you Big E anymore You're I my know. friend I know It's strange it's, it's weird And Jonathan Davenport The writer and director Davenport uh, You can follow us To support everything we do One thing I also want to talk about Is uh, the foundation of this Was called Our Heroes Rock And we, the reason why We called it Our Heroes Instead of like Black Heroes Is we are tired of people Separating American history And Black history it's just history it's our history so these are our heroes and they shouldn't just be me and the Taurus heroes or me and giants heroes or dave me and your heroes it should be everybody's heroes yeah. so you just want it's about acceptance it's about bravery it's about understanding because for a lot of us me growing up i was raised by an old italian white woman that's my grandmother and i didn't learn that i was black and i was different until somebody else told me right and that happens at a very early age. And Ruby Bridges didn't learn that she was different until somebody told her, you're different and you don't belong. We want to attack all this stuff at the root. So everybody is feels together at an early age because misunderstanding leads to why people feel like outcasts. So yeah, back to the original question. You can support us, follow us on social media. We will continue to update everybody on what we're doing on a wider release. Hopefully sooner than later, you guys will get to hear the song that Rhapsody put together because it's incredible. The Grammy nominated artist... But we're just, we're just going to keep pushing, and we're hopeful that this weekend that we're sharing our baby with the world after three years. Imagine that, having a baby and you don't show anybody for three years. I know, years? it's crazy. It's crazy. Now we get a chance to show everybody, and we're truly excited for this moment.
0: Now, for you, Big E, and you being out, because I know the world of the WWE moves so fast, and right. you probably have zero time. That's got to be just crazy for you to... Everything just stops. Yeah. And now you're... Did that help in putting this... Back on on the road again and having this push forward.
5: Yeah, I mean it was moving forward regardless, uh, and that's the you know the, the great thing about having great partners in Johnny and in Dre is knowing you know. But uh, I think for me. I, despite you know having a neck injury is not something that I would suggest for anyone uh, I'm not gonna say that's something I was excited about but I, I think uh, trying to find the silver lining I think the, the great thing is I really I've loved being a part of this process and the great thing is you know you're doing something you believe in with your two extremely talented friends and the joy of making this thing has has been insurmountable it's just I've had, we've had so much fun doing this and it, it, it's it been a real labor of love so uh, I've loved just being a part of this and you know like like you said it's difficult when you're on the road all the time when you're doing four to five shows a week uh, especially like when I had the title I was never home and it's just very hard to be involved but now like I'm on all the zoom meetings I'm on all the emails just really being involved with the creative process too and I never I never had a desire to be a filmmaker or to be a producer or any of those things but uh i just have a really really amazing team uh and these two gentlemen with me and uh, we're just extremely proud of what we made like if it came out and like eh, it was not not the best i don't know if we've been doing all the media <laughs> rounds and whatnot but i am so proud to put my name on this thing um I, we believe in it uh that much we really do
2: i think it's really cool because there's been a mad push i would say the last they're trying to change history. And yes. people are trying to erase history. And then the fact that with this, you guys are telling real history, bad things do happen in the world. Um, and you can't erase it, but the best is you can learn from it. And uh, is that a key kind of like goal just to continue going forward? Like after this, because once it drops, what what's the end goal after that? More conversation going or more, you know, movies, more characters, more people?
5: Yeah, I mean we've we definitely telling their stories. we've definitely <laughs> talked about that. You know, there's so many stories. You know, Johnny and I recently we were talking about. There's a man named Lonnie Johnson. Like we should all know this man's name. He like so we have stories like Ruby Bridges steeped in trauma, difficult stories. And Lonnie Johnson is just a man who invented the Super Soaker and like and uh, you know and uh, the Nerf dart guns. And he went to NASA and and to know you know there were so many things. As a kid, you're told oftentimes. As a young black kid, you can be an entertainer or an athlete. And look, that is the route that I went. But when you learn the story of Alani, oh, this man uh, served in the Air Force. He worked on the NASA jet propulsion team. He did all these incredible things. And then he had this idea for this really cool toy. Like, I grew up in the 90s. We all love super soakers, you know. So it's just I want more kids who look like me to know that there are so many different paths, whether it's literature, whether it's politics. Uh, for people who look like us, there's so many things you can do. Let, letting young kids know the world is your oyster. You don't have to be confined to this little box. And there are so many stories that we come across. In fact, we started making a list and like within like a couple hours, I was at over a hundred of these unsung heroes in our history that we just don't talk about enough from all different walks of life. So, uh, and I and I think the great thing too, is we always think, I think hip hop is often like the language of the culture. And I think it's such a great way to learn a story. Like you said, like I remember backstage, so this all started from wrestling gear, post George Floyd. I went to Johnny and like, we decided, what can we do? So uh, we, in the style of, at the time, we decided something in the style of Schoolhouse Rock with all these black historical figures all over. And I remember being backstage and we had someone who was in her mid-20s and another like guy backstage uh, in the crew who was in his mid-50s. And they both remembered the jingle from Schoolhouse Rock about how a bill becomes a law. And that's how powerful, like, that music and rhyme and the way it just burrows into your head and you have this information just through a a song that's really catchy. So we think it's just such a great way to be a teaching tool uh, through hip-hop to make these songs fun. Look, you don't want to sit down for boring, heavy, pedantic history. But when you engage kids, when you have hip-hop, when you have animation, and you have a great story, I I think you can really, really capture people. So, yeah, that's our hope, is just to tell more of these stories.
0: Can we get this in schools? Can we get this, uh, you know, educational programs? Because I feel like you know in the public there's always going to be those walls there's always going to be those barriers but i feel like if the goal is and and obviously everybody has this goal in mind of education and moving forward like i wonder if there's any way that this could be a part of educational systems and in schools where this
3: could be shown. Dave, that's the end game, right? Uh-huh. Is to have this in schools and having coloring books and having flashcards yes. and having alphabet. Like, this is the, this is what we want to do. Like, this is just the foundational element because we want this to be part of kids' curriculum. The, we want this to be normal. We don't want this to feel abnormal. We don't want this to feel something where people's like, oh, I don't want to learn that. Because as when you become an adult, you become set in your ways. And you say, well, maybe I don't want to learn about that. But if it's part of your education process as a child, It's it's ingrained in you at an early age, so the Ruby Bridges story is not like this outlandish thing that people are like, she's still alive, or who is she? Now it's here, and this is what we like to do with all of these heroes, so that is the end game. Like This is some cartoon. We'd love for it to be shown in schools. We'd love for third graders to see this and to come home singing the songs to their parents, and they wanted to have more. So this is just the beginning of something and just a start. I do want Johnny here because... No, Johnny, you have to. You have to. Jonathan Davenport is here. He's acting shy because all three of us always do act shy. But, Johnny, you have to come over here because he's the heart and soul of this. Like, I handle the music. He is obviously the big voice of etour and he's got the big personality. But the heart and soul of this, our North Star, has been Jonathan Davenport from the beginning. So, Johnny, come over here, man.
0: Come on, Jonathan. Jonathan Davenport. Get your flowers here a little bit. Yeah, you better accept them.
5: You better take those flowers.
0: First of all, Jonathan, thank you for joining the show. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. And, um, I mean, congratulations. And I know this is the foundation of something that's going to be much, much bigger, but, you know, you should be very proud of what you've been able to accomplish, and now it's here, so how does it feel?
4: It feels good, um, but I will say that I'm amazingly proud of what we've made. I It has far surpassed our expectations and our hopes and our aspirations, but... It's the result of a collaboration from an amazingly talented team. Like, it, you know, you're a creator. It's never one person. It's it's a team. It's no, a team it was effort. just me. When it's it yeah, yeah, it a team. that go. was the exception. Yeah. They told me to say that.
0: <laughs> I get I get what you're saying. Though, yeah. but seriously, no. Of course, you always need a team. You have to have people around you that believe in you. Yeah, and you have to have people that know that this is something, like you said, you're not putting your name on something at this point in your life and in your career, you're not putting something your name on something that you don't believe in. Right. So yes, you do need that support team and you have that. And now I think, I think this could be bigger. I think we can go some many different places that you probably never even imagined.
4: We hope so. You know, just piggybacking off of uh, what Dre said, uh, the end game is to get this in front of as many people as possible. You know, I'm just going to piggyback for the rest of the time here. Um, We are absolutely not interested in preaching to the choir. We want to preach to people who don't go to church. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the whole point. That's why we wrapped this story of Ruby Bridges inside a narrative that's like the applesauce that's very accessible for tweens, for kids, for adults. You know, I don't know if you're a parent, but anything your kids are watching, you're watching. And we don't want people to be driven crazy. We want them to like it just as much as we do. This short, I think, accomplishes that. And we're really pleased with the results.
2: Um, were you just because uh, were you a gear maker?
4: I was a gear designer. Yeah, uh, okay. I guess still technically am. Um, yeah, I worked with uh, a lot of dudes from WWE, a couple of AEWs. Uh, when E was uh, the champ and he did a solo run, we did a lot of crazy stuff. We did the Seinfeld <laughs> themed gear.
2: It was really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah,
5: and you do uh, DIYs uh, gear. That's right correct. Now that's you. You still do Bailey's gear, Ricochet's gear yeah, yeah, qu- yeah. Qu- qu- so combat. you're a wrestling fan <laughs> <laughs> yes sir okay
4: yeah
0: um speaking of wrestling biggie we gotta ask you like when you say f- you're feeling better any chance of uh return
5: here yeah i mean i wish i had uh more information for you so right now there's just really no timeline uh so uh you know i've been to a few different doctors have looked over my scans uh, and whatnot, and thankfully, you know, I'm not, like I said, I don't have any issues right now. I feel great. I feel 100%, but, you know, I broke my C1 in two places. It's called a Jefferson fracture, and because of the nature of the fracture, it just takes longer to heal. You know, initially, they told me three months. So I thought, you know, three months, uh, and I'll be back to wrestling, but things ended up being more complex, and, look, it's just, there are chances you, I might take with, like, a, a broken forearm, a broken finger. You know, I've, I've had ACLs before, but, you know, I started wrestling when I was 23, And at the time, you know, honestly, I would have, it's like, if I die in the ring, doing what I love, so be it. But, you know, you, when I'm 37 now and you see life differently and you have other things to think about. And uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to make the best decision for myself and, and for my health moving forward. And uh, yeah, so I don't have any answers, but I'm just really thankful. And I, again, like I got a shout out to everyone who reached out, uh, who supported me, it could have been a really difficult time for me mentally, but it honestly wasn't because I had so much love and support from people within WWE from people that shared rings with uh, from people backstage from fans, just the constant text people like really showed me that they cared, you know, oftentimes I think with injuries, The physical part can be difficult, but the mental part can really be the hardest. And, uh, you know, for anyone in the business right now going through, you know, we have so many guys, especially this last year or so, who've had to deal with fusions. And, you know, that's these are things you got to like you get one body and this is the body you take the rest of your life. So, uh, you know, it's just knowing that you have the support from your family, from your friends, from fans really makes it uh easier it really lightens that load so i truly truly am so thankful for everyone who has asked i wish i had better information for you i wish i had more information but y'all have really helped to keep me afloat with all the support and love so thank you for that
2: that's awesome what do you miss the most oh so go ahead tommy please no
5: i was just gonna say
2: uh you feel forgotten yeah Um, i remember being I, i couldn't walk i was 28 years old because i broke my neck broke my back didn't know i broke my neck And I was like, my career's over and like, I'm doing nothing. Like nobody's, nobody's calling you or, or I'm losing. I forget about, I lost my spot. What am I going to do to make a living? All these things could go through your head, but then it's cool that you had that support system. And, you know, you realize, you know what, at the end of the day, there's also other things outside. I mean, I remember talking to you, I was like, dude, you need to become an analyst for college football. You're great. Um, and I don't really know, know you, but I was just like I am I felt the urge to reach out to you yeah. because I've been there but also like hey there's other things outside of wrestling. So.
5: No for sure and look like I, I would say everything in my life that's that's good for the most part is pretty much owed to wrestling man all the yep. incredible people I've met all the friends I've met man it really is look the, the trope of this being a big family can be a bit beaten to death but man you really do make brothers for life man it's as much as, look, Kofi and, and Woods, the three of us, we I know we go ad nauseum on about our brotherhood and whatnot, but it's real. And even beyond that, man, there's so many people. You just spend so much time around each other. You know what it's like, Tommy, being on the road. And uh, so that's what I'm really thankful for, man. I'm really thankful for the wrestling community, for the fans. Like, I get things online can be toxic, but really, like, the wrestling fandom showed me so much love and support and continues to. And like you said, man, not feeling like you're alone, not feeling like you're just cast off to the side has really helped me tremendously. So uh, I'm really, really grateful for that. He'll you love you it...
2: until the day after you come back bro <laughs> I appreciate that thank you man
5: do,
0: uh, do you find it difficult to watch like you know now that you're mm. apart from it
5: no no honestly like I've been able to kind of just sit back and put on my fan hat you know when hey, can it's... you believe that Cody didn't beat
0: Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 30 <laughs> Look, let, kinda... let's
5: not dive back into that come let's on, not man. dive into that uh, no man I um it's been cool to you, when you're on this uh, you know the The hamster wheel, it's hard not to always think about your spot and how you fit in and how to get to that next level and and think about yourself. But being on the shelf a bit has kind of allowed me to just sit back and watch the product as a fan. And that's been the, the cool thing is just seeing it's wild how quickly the turnover in the locker room happens. Like you, you think you're the young guy and then, you it feels like in the blink of an eye, you look around and it's all new cast. You feel like the old guy in the locker room. Um, but it's been nice. I was in NXT, I was at NXT a few months ago and being backstage, got to take a couple pics with Carmelo and I'm such a fan of his work and what he's doing and seeing this next crop. And, you know, I, the cool thing too is that while I was out with injury, I've been helping with some of the scouting stuff, with the NIL stuff, doing tryouts. And so now, like to me, if you really love the business, you want to make sure that it's in good hands 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So I'm, you know... we had some of us had bad OGs. We had OGs that were like, "Nah, like let me keep you out. Let me make it hard for you to grow and learn." And I, I think one of the great things I think a lot of guys now understand: No, like y- if you really love this business, you have to help the next guys up. So I really learned like, and Kofi and Woods do an incredible job with that. Uh, seeing them go down to NXT and help so many guys and do their best to to really elevate guys and spotlight guys who are super talented who just didn't have the the spotlight they needed uh, is really cool to see. So that's what I like now is i can sit back and look at the amount of talent across the board uh you know before i was hurt like rhea ripley i was thought like man she should be doing more she should be... and look at her now look at her killing it so it's been really cool to sit back and, and just see where the business is right now
0: carmel hayes seems like the future huh
5: i think so man i really do man he's young super athletic man bron breaker as well bron's another dude who i just think is mess- and a humble dude like being like you know, with his lineage, with how, you know, played in the NFL a bit and all the things he's done. And we've had like we did the Oklahoma spring game because he's helping out with recruiting. We were both there together and talking to him. And, and I feel like he has the right mindset for wanting to get better and, and wanting to learn from others, too. So when you're around guys like that who are, who are young and hungry and want to learn and aren't arrogant, uh, it's really cool to see.
0: Well, uh, I want to appreciate all of you coming in today. I know this is a busy day for you. Uh, anything else that we can do here on SiriusXM or Busted Open, you have anything to promote. You're always welcome to come on the show. And Andreas obviously is part of the family. But thank you all three of you for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Again, it's uh, www.ourheroesrock.org for that is anybody who wants to get and involved.
3: One last thing. Beautiful things come out of pro wrestling. Like yeah. this is This is a pro wrestling. It's not a pro wrestling project, but the three of us are a wrestling family and obviously I'm part of the family here as well. So people that say like wrestling is like, oh, it's in this silo and nobody loves it, look what we made out of the love of wrestling. Like Our Hills Rock was birthed out of our love of wrestling. It's foundational storytelling at the end of the day. So thank you, Dave, and you know I love being here. I'm on the other (laughs) side of the mic, this is weird to me. Like (laughs) I'm getting interviewed. I'm I'm used to talking to other people. I mean, dude,
0: you're amazing at what you do, and I'm so glad that you're a part of this project. I'm so glad that you're a part of our family, so good luck with everything. Thank you, man, thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Open Trial to start your free trial today.